The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So the final day for the RGB bundle is when this episode drops, which is Sunday night, Doug? Yeah. yeah. So what's the date? Uh, the 7th. So the final day for the sale or for the promotion where you get the RGB bundle, which includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, MAPS Aesthetic, plus you get a shirt, a free shirt for each one that corresponds, right? right. So you're going to get a red, red, a green, and a black. Green, green, black. Free included. But here's the problem I have, Doug. We drop our episode Sunday night, so people are going to get this message. It might be late. It might be too late. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So can we make the final day Monday? I suppose we can. What's hmm. the date on Monday? I like that. The let's, let's extend it one day. That's the yeah. final day. So after the 8th, if you, you can still get the RGB bundle. Yeah, you the, just won't the get bundle the is true. You won't get the three free shirts. You'll get the free three free shirts if you enroll today. If just it's in Sunday, case you fall asleep. And today if it's Monday. So the 8th is the final day. Get the three free shirts with the nine months of exercise programming mindpumpmedia.com more than likely if you're listening to this right now today is the final day that's right it's final mindpumpmedia.com nine months of exercise programming three badass t-shirts if you want to pump your body and expand your mind there's only one place to go mind pump mind pump with your hosts sal de stefano adam schaefer and justin andrews earlier before we had the mics on you were talking about how uh how different it felt to drink to have Camara coffee versus regular coffee. So I told you. Well, I know. Oh, you knew it too. I, mean, you I know, different. but yeah. you know, you know that I'm Mister Skeptic, right? Sure, sure. You know, I'm the most. I think out of all of us, I'm the most skeptical when it comes to anything. Any, yeah, yeah, pretty much anything, right? I'm that guy. So, um, you know, I, I, I've been excited, and I, I here's when I wanted to test it. Uh, I wanted to have it fasted mm-hmm. when I first woke up in the morning, and I wanted it to be on my Tuesday or Thursday mornings where I religiously get up at three forty-five in the morning every morning. I have this cup of coffee. Is same routine, right? And uh, the foods I eat that day, the amount of movement I put in. So I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Okay, I have, I feel like I have enough things to compare to that if there's any sort of different feeling that I feel that's, you know, significant, I'm going to be able to tell. So I drank it today. Um, I drank it today and absolutely um, it, what it felt like. And I'll be real, dude. Um, it's not the best cup of coffee I've ever tasted. Mm-hmm. It's not like my favorite cup of coffee. It's a good cup of coffee, um, but it was the way it made me feel. The way it made me feel, um, like if I take, and it's if a I take, different. It's a totally. It's a different high. It's a different ex- high. Than exactly. That's what I'm trying to explain right here. Is that okay? So if I take like 400 milligrams of caffeine, I'm fucking flying. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. That's a lot of caffeine in one shot. That's some pre workouts push that much. So you know. And it's not that feeling. It's not like I had 400 milligrams and I'm all edgy and jittery feeling and stuff. I have the uh, the mental awareness and clarity like I took that big of a dosage, but I don't have the jitters. I don't have a crash. I don't, ha- I don't feel all antsy feeling. I just felt clear. I felt like I had a ton of energy. I felt like it was long-lasting. And... Not only did I, and I knew it was going on, so I was, I was kind of pumped, like internally, like, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I, I really am digging this coffee now. And the two front desk kids, 
uh, came up to me and I, they came up to me about two hours into work and they're like, and I normally they go, they go order me coffee and they go pick it up from a Starbucks while I'm working. And they said, Hey, you didn't want your coffee today. And I was like, yeah, no, I had some already. And they're like, man, what did you have? I can tell you're just different today. What's going on? I was like, man, then I was really sold because I was already in my head. I'm already like, man, I really feel but this. But you want to know if it's noticeable to yeah, other people? Yeah, and like right away they said something and I'm like, fucking A, for sure. No, it's the best way I could describe it is it's a, it's a different high. And yes, you do get a high when you drink coffee. This is why people like coffee besides the taste. It's a stimulant. Yeah, it's a stimulant. You get high off of it and it is a different high. It's a better high. That's 100%. Here's what I want you to try. So, And I don't advocate this to our listeners. Uh, are we recording, Doug? We are probably. Yeah, let's not advocate this to the to listeners. Don't do this at home unless you... <laughs> We're going to use Adam as a guinea pig, yeah, though. No, no, no. Unless, <laughs> unless you are... Unless you, this is illegal and where you live and whatever. Um, oh, but, I already know where you're going. Dude, this is what you do. Okay, let me hear this. You have your Camara coffee. Okay, and then have a have a nice good sativa. Smoke a nice sativa, uh, uh, you know, type of cannabis. Do I, can I have it while I'm having my cup of coffee? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and right when that ki- coffee kicks in, along with the 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 other high you get from cannabis, it is it is it is a euphoric. Uh, it is extremely euphoric. It's very euphoric and creative. Like I did this and. Um, I just wrote, like I just sat down and wrote, and this is usually when you guys will see me. When, you know, when I do stuff like this, is when you'll get like five trillion text messages from me and a bunch of links to different articles and stuff. From me. <laughs> you get, you get. It's this really, it's a great combination. I'm excited. I hope to, <laughs> I Maybe hope it, it's not bad that I'm, you know, talking about. Well, like I'm, not, like I said, I'm not advocating it. It's just really cool. Whatever, dude. I mean, I'm all, for, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll periscope it. Fuck it, I'll do it. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Periscope it. See what. Uh, <laughs> Chimera if, and weed. Yeah, see if I notice it. You know, I'm excited to do that too. I'm excited to to play with some concoctions. The first test was to see if I really felt it um, and if I liked it. And I know, that, I mean, being a coffee drinker for a very long time, coffee is like a wine thing, right? You become like this connoisseur after a while, and then you know it starts off as a you know you you drink it because it wakes you the fuck up and the mental clarity, right, that you get from it, like. Typically, this is how everybody starts drinking. And then over time, you acquire taste for it. And then it becomes like this thing where now it's like, I want to taste. But at the end of the day, it was always about how it made me feel. I mean, that when it first started, when I first yeah, otherwise drank, you would drink decaf. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I don't I don't drink coffee mainly because of the taste of it. I enjoy the taste of coffee, but it's because how I feel yeah. afterwards. And, you know, for it to make me feel that way, shit, I was pumped. So, so, so uh, I, I got a question for you. So all of us, uh, we might have, I think we just talked about uh, on Mind Pump how we're all, um, we're going to be doing Mind Pump full time here very, very soon. Uh, all of us are leaving our day jobs um, and just doing Mind Pump 100%. And so for me, uh, that means having to tell my personal training clients that I'm no longer personal training anymore and these people are uh, they've been with me for uh the average length of time is probably 10 years uh many of my clients have been with me longer i have one lady who i've been training for 14 years same day same times for 14 years and uh i was just dreading dreading telling these people because uh, i i myself am super connected to these people they're like family i see some of these people more than i i see a lot of these people more than i see most of my family you know if i seeing them two twice a week for that that long for an hour dedicated um uh but uh man it was it's more even more difficult than i thought like i i cry tears every day yeah every single day yeah somebody is crying or you know people are acting kind of funny and i'll tell a client and then they're kind of pissed off with me for like the workout 
and it takes like another workout before they kind of come to and then they're like well this is like happy the, that i'm you know moving on with something new and this is the icing on the cake for being a trainer like it's the best the best part i mean there's all kinds of great uh parts of being a trainer but one of the, the best parts for sure is uh, is that is that you impact lives that much that somebody would cry not because they're not going to get to see you anymore and train with you because of how much you've changed and, and molded their life like that's pretty dope. I mean, there's, I feel like there's a handful of professions. That, I think this is what, why teachers, you know what I'm saying? Why so many people, teachers are underpaid and, and they're, and they're, uh, well, the impact so, they make. yeah, the impact that they can make on a, on a child's life and even a young adult's life is, uh, so, so amazing. And I, and I think any teacher that's been a, it's been a teacher for a long time can relate to that and know that feeling. And, you know, being a personal trainer, you kind of get that too. Well, it's just, it's just, I take it for granted a little bit. It's almost like, Here's these people, you know, that I've that I've trained. I've got this amazing connection to, um, but it's like I said, it's been 12, 13, 14 years of consistent, you know, consistently having, you know, one to three hours a week of dedicated time between us. Yes, I train them, but a lot of it is relationship building, and then it turns into we are friends, and then it turns into we're family. Um, you know, how many th- these clients have come in. To me, I got a couple that I train, okay? Uh, I trained them, first started training them to get them ready for their wedding. This was years ago. It was like 10, 10 years ago. Trained them to get them ready for their wedding. Then I trained them uh, to help her uh, for her, to get ready for her first pregnancy. Then I trained her during the pregnancy. Then I trained her post-pregnancy. Then I trained her... Uh, to get, she wanted, you know, they wanted to run their first marathon. Then they wanted to, you know, they got injured doing something to to rehab them for that. Oh, now it's another baby. Now I'm training for pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, post-pregnancy. Meanwhile, they bring their kids in. I'm playing with their kids while they're working out. When they're infants, I would change the infant's diaper or feed the infant, you know, uh, formula while they're working out so they have their me time while they're working out. So it's like I'm watching these kids grow up, and now. Here they are, you know, their kids are growing up. I got, you know, some clients with their, I got one kid I'm training who's 17 years old who I met when he was five, you know, and now I've been training him for like a couple of years and he's 17 years old. So it's like, it, it's just, you've, it's, it's, I, I don't know. There's no words to describe um, the connection I have with these people. I, I, it hasn't hit me fully um, what it's going to, what it, what it means to not, train anymore i i there's no way i can possibly train anymore i just have to move on uh with you know the career and also you know i've told talked on the show about how i'm going through a divorce and it's just i need the flexibility to be able to spend time with my kids and so i can't really train anymore but uh it hasn't really hit me yet how like the heart it hasn't hit me hard yet in terms of not seeing these people regularly it's pretty it's pretty crazy it's pretty- yeah it takes a minute to uh to kind of go through that transition i feel like um you know, I, I I've been I obviously I've been the one I think who's been the the pushiest with all of us yeah. going full time. This and a part of that is because I've already kind of gone through this uh, transition. I'm I'm a little bit ahead of everybody when it came to uh, getting rid of all the other business and focusing 100 percent on mind pump. So I've been just kind of waiting for all of us to be together. Oh yeah, you've been breaking our balls now for a few. Yeah, months. <laughs> so and that's just because I, I I've already been through the transition that you're you're going through right now. And the what what got me through or what uh, what gets me excited I should say is now with this platform we have the ability to impact literally thousands of lives almost on a daily basis. Yeah. So that is, and if you could just imagine what you've done for 
you know, probably hundreds of people. We've trained thousands of people, but you've probably really changed hundreds of lives, right? You know, I don't know if I've had uh, changed thousands of people's lives. I've trained thousands of people. I've probably changed hundreds of lives. Like fundamentally, yeah. Yes, right? So, you know, think of it like that. And that's taken me 15 years of my career to change, you know, a few hundred lives. Like, that could happen. We could be doing that now almost on a daily basis, um, at that at the, that powerful of a level uh, level through other other uh, platforms and avenues, and that to me is really exciting. And part of what like when I anytime I start to get like the way you, like you might be feeling right now, like this is when I love uh, and I'm due. I haven't been back here in a while. Is to go onto our iTunes and look at our reviews and just review read some of the reviews, man. Some of the reviews, uh, I'll get choked up, dude. Like, and and it and it gives me that feeling uh, that I I missed with all these relationships that I built for so many years when I used to private train so many clients. So um, that's kind of like that's the filler for me. That's that, so, I, I think if you're if you're thinking about getting into the fitness industry or you're in the fitness industry, you can totally relate to what we're talking about because fitness is not a um, make a shit ton of money industry. Okay, it's just not. Uh, you can't. Can you do very well in fitness? You can. You got to be really good. You got to be one of the better ones. Um, can you? Can you sustain yourself? Sure, you absolutely can. But it's not like finance or baking or investments, where if you do okay, you're making a shit ton of money. But the reward really comes from what we're talking about right now. And I, you know, I think a lot, sometimes you forget to really look at it and say, you know, and and kind of really appreciate, you know, what you really get out of being in fitness. And if I look back, it's uh, that's it, 100%. As those relationships, the ways that people's lives have been changed, and let me tell you, the way my life has been changed. I've, I'm not, look, the people who I've been training for 14 years, let's consider this. I was 23 years old right. when I started training them. I am not the same person. I went through trials and tribulations like everybody does you know, through that long length of period of time, and these people were instrumental in my oh god how, how much personal growth from saying. from training doctors and lawyers that are in their 50s 60s even 70 years old that with all this experience under their belt and stories to tell you and share i mean that's I, that's what i think is so neat about the dynamic between all of us is we we all have that experience and so and yet it's different you know we've all had uh, that kind of experience but in a different way and so there's so much to share which is also why i think we never run out of content cuz it's like god I have learned so much. I was watching the Tony Robbins thing, and I don't want to be a spoiler for you, but you know, he he was talking about that. You know, his his latest tour on. If you guys aren't, if you guys haven't tuned in yet, he's got a, a thing on Netflix right now. It's a series that just started. I think. It's, oh, is it a series? Yeah, it's actually a series. So I'm. It's so, a, you, so he only came out with one. Yeah, I think the first one. Right, oh, Doug. Is there one or two? Honestly, I thought it was a one no. one episode. No, it says it says a series. Wow, oh, wow. Is yeah. he signed, that'd be crazy if he signed with Netflix to do a series. I believe he did. Fuck. Yeah, I haven't done my so don't hold me to that. If you're listening, maybe somebody Dude, else. Dude, these internet like Netflix and Hulu, like they're creating their oh, own. I follow Netflix big time. I'm f- super fascinated in their business model. I'm super fascinated in their growth. Mind and pump needs their to have direction. a series on there. Um, Netflix, Netflix would go up there and in, in for sure my top ten, if not top five companies that I see in the future, like of the shit they're doing and staying ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he goes on to talk about. Um, you know what? What's made him into into Tony Robbins and stuff? And it's c- kind of along the line. Just saying, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, tonight. yeah. You need you need to tune in. You need right. to tune in for I'll sure. I'll watch it tonight. Well, um, so uh, for those of you tuning in, you probably are noticing you're not hearing 
your favorite host, uh, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that always gets the most love. He does, like dude. He does. Justin's not here. He's uh, at home, sick with a fever right now. So he's being uh, a pussy. He's being, a, yeah. He's you know he's just being a big <laughs> pussy. Um, so no, we want we want him to get well soon because he needs to come back to work. We actually drug him onto one episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I thought we were just going to call and say hi to him. I didn't know we were going to actually make him sit through the Q and A. Nah, poor guy. Yeah, was kind of dick. That was kind of a dick. But move. but I figured we could take advantage of the fact that he's not here. By talking about things that Justin hates talking oh, about. Oh, God. Is this mean aesthetics and macros? Is yeah. All so about? why don't we do... So we've been running a few episodes lately on you know particular body parts. We did okay. one on back. We did one on glutes. Uh, we did one that I don't think we've aired yet on another body part. And so um, one of the body parts I can think about right now that I know Justin would just roll his eyes at talking about is how to train your arms. <laughs> How to train your arms? I don't know if he's the show think, muscles. Yeah, I don't think he does. I don't think he's ever done a. I think he probably knows two bicep tricep exercises. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's it. You know what? This is a great point. And he has the biggest arms. This is Fuck he's that. got huge arms. This is a great point. I'd like to go into this. So, first off, when we talk about the arms, the arms probably get the um, besides the abs and the glutes, they probably get the most attention uh, when it comes to you know. Uh, Guys and girls in the gym, or especially guys in the yeah, gym well, working we, out. We recently we recently debated all this, right? Whether it's number one or not, but for sure it's one of the top. What it, what I think glutes are for guys when guys are like, yeah. oh my god, glutes on girls. I feel like girls are with arms. Oh, yeah. Arms, guys gotta have arms, arms. Yeah, arms are big. They're a big thing. You know, if you have nice arms, you basically look like you work out, even if you don't have nice too much anything else. Um, <laughs> But you know well, they stick out of your sleeves. That's why yeah. your abs are covered, your yeah. chest is covered, your back is covered. Most of your legs are covered unless you're wearing shorts. Yeah, unless you're wearing assless chaps, it's not really a whole, a whole lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing with arms, and you brought up Justin never working out his arms, and it's true. Justin doesn't work out his arms specifically. However, he does a lot of heavy pulling and pushing, and as a result, he's got very developed arms. So I think we should talk about that. If we're going to talk about the best exercises, if we had to pick for big arms. It's compound movements. It's not necessarily the isolation movements. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, I, I don't anymore. When I first started, that was my thing, was arms, buys, and tries, and I used to work them out at least three, four times a week. Three, four times a week, I was training buys and tries, um, and never missed a day. Like you, if I took a week off of the gym, sick, something happened, first workout of the day back, buys and tries for sure. <laughs> buys and tries. Like that for a, at least a good three to five years of my weightlifting career when I first started as a kid. So I, I think I can contribute a lot of that to the size that I have now because I put a lot of time and frequency into them. But, um, th- I now don't literally have to do anything of them just by heavy compound lifting. It maintains the size that I've spent years and years and years trying to build, which for me sucks because I think like, God, if I was only doing those movements back when I was a kid, not only would it, would those, my arms be just as big, probably if not bigger on top of that, I would have developed all the other bigger body parts. Well, yeah. If you want to, if you compare head to head, I'll give you an example. If you look at, um, a palms up reverse grip or supinated grip, otherwise known as, um, pull up versus let's say a barbell uh, curl or a dumbbell curl, which is also considered a great bicep builder, right? So the bicep curl versus a heavy supinated grip pull-up. And you got stronger in both exercises or you had two people and you're comparing who's who's getting better arms. The guy who's doing pull-ups and who's adding weight to his heavy heavy pull-ups versus the guy who's just getting uh, adding weight to his curls. The guy doing pull-ups will probably build better and bigger biceps from doing the pull-ups, 
But along with that, he's going to get a more developed back, maybe more muscularity on his shoulders, a little bit more in his forearms. So he's just getting more bang for his buck. So rule number one with arm training is uh, get really strong with your compound movements. Get really strong with your heavy rows, your heavy pull-ups, your heavy you know, bench presses, your heavy overhead presses, and your heavy dips if you want to have really nice muscular arms and you want to build good size on them. So I'd say that's that's a rule number one. Would you, would, would you agree? 100% that would be. Yeah. I wish I would have done it that way. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Know, yeah, I spent a lot of years going the other way. That ha- there has to be something said, too, about genetics play a, a big role in this. Of course. So, I mean, and, and I know that that's a, kind of a duh, right, for yeah. everybody. And, and But it needs to be said that, you know... Um, a lot of times you see, and why I want to address it, because you see a lot of articles on, you know, oh, if you want to work on the peak of the bicep, or oh, if you, the, the you know, where you want to look at the long, the, you want longer, you know, <laughs> biceps, or, you know, rounder, you're going for a more rounder part, you know, like there's, they start breaking up the bicep as if there's ways to train it, to develop, to no. look a certain way. And it's just, it's not like that. Like no. you, you have an origin insertion for it and everybody's is a little bit different and that has a lot to do with the shape yeah. of your muscle. Yeah. You can change, you can change activation of muscles as long as one of the origins or assertions or whatever, uh, is along a broad line or whatever, like the chest. If you look at where it inserts at the sternum, um, it, it you know, it's pretty long, right? All the way up at the clavicle and it goes all the way down the sternum. In that case, I can work more upper or more lower chest. But if you look at the biceps, for example, the attachments of both heads, because there's two heads of the bicep, they're so close to each other that trying to work more of the outer inner head um, is futile. It's a waste of your time. And then trying to break up the muscle into upper and lower is not just futile, it's stupid, because the muscle contracts um, and it only has two anchors. It's got anchor at the top and anchor at the bottom. So trying to work you know, the muscle from the bottom anchor into the middle where there is no anchor makes no sense well now let's get into this because this is the part that um you know mind pump will go out and sometimes we we talk shit about an exercise right and then everybody like you know oh my god you know they said this is so bad well then how come you did it or you know how come i read this 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 guru or expert is saying that this is great for this like here's the thing like all these different exercises, you know, your overhead tricep extension and tricep kickbacks and doing a cable with your elbow flared out and, you know, doing some sort of, you know, pronation while you, while you kick back, like all these little techniques and stuff is they're all, they're all moot in comparison to, uh, the, the bent over row or a close barbell push press. These big, heavy compound movements are going to give the, the greatest change. So, if you are somebody who starts fucking around with all these angles and weird exercises to try and get every, you you should have mastered those, and those should be a, a huge portion of what you're doing. You want to look at those as great ways to add volume yes. and frequency. Yes. So if I if I not I'm, replace correct if I'm if I'm if I have a big jar and I'm trying to fill up that space in that jar, um, I'm going to use big blocks and rocks first which is going to fill up most of the space. So now I've got most of the space filled up in that jar, but there's still little cracks and crevices that I can fill up as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fill those up with sand. And so 
think of those uh, those little extra movements as the little rocks, the little pieces of sand. They're going to fill up the cracks, and they're great ways to add volume and frequency. So if you're doing your heavy movements, your heavy barbell movements and dumbbell movements and compound movements, and now you can handle more volume, you can handle more frequency, but you can't handle more big heavy compound movements because there's only so many i can only heavy bench press or heavy push press so many times a week before i fry myself but i may be able to do overhead tricep extension that's not going to fry my my central nervous system but i can but my muscle can handle more volume that's when you throw in those things that's when you throw in that extra volume and if and here's here's what you want to consider when you look at arm training uh it does a preacher curl work the lower part of the bicep more than say uh, you know, uh, an incline curl. No, you, you're not. You're not gonna. You're, you're you're splitting hair so finely. Number one, it's debated, and if there were any difference, you're splitting hair so finely. It's a, it's an absolute waste of your time to do it that way. However, what you are doing is you're changing the uh, the resistance, uh, or at least where you feel most of the resistance in the rep. So if my arms are in front of me, uh, my bicep is contracting with my bi- with my arms in front of me, and then of course the weight that I'm holding might be fighting gravity differently because the preacher bench is at a certain angle, and there's you know it might be hardest at the midpoint of the rep, or if I'm doing a concentration curl, maybe the hardest part of the rep is at the top of the rep, so my muscle fibers have to contract and hold on hardest there. Or if I'm doing it with my elbows or behind me in an incline curl, maybe the hardest part of the rep is a lower part. Um, my point is these different angles will train your muscles a little bit differently, and that's what you want to look at when you're trying to add volume and frequency. And really, it's about elbow positioning in relationship to the body. So with the biceps, uh, elbows behind me, elbows next to my body, and then elbows in front of me, those are three positions you should consider when considering bicep exercise. And that includes a tricep. Tricep. That includes a tricep, too. That's that's a great rule of thumb is... You know, uh, you you knock out your your big compound movements first, so that's got to be in the program. So that's whatever you, whether if you're following maps, it's structured in there. So there's it's no all way. structured in there. Yeah, that's so part if, of the programming. Yeah. So if you're you know if you're following maps, it, that part is handled. That's part of you know people always ask like you know could you explain how you guys program and well there here's an element and I feel like we've done hundreds of episodes to talk about how programming is because there's so many pieces that go in. Well, this is a piece. You know, we know that if you're trying to develop the arms, well, what's the best thing to do that? Well, how do you do that? Well, you make sure you incorporate these moves that are not only going to do that, but they're also going to benefit this, these people in so many other ways. And then you have somebody, okay, who says that's they want that to be more of a focus. Well, this, that's what Maps Black was all about. Maps Black was, you know, okay, take a body part like your buys, and that now becomes your focus. So now we increase volume. This is where you now, because before people were like, well, I don't understand. Like you guys do all these old school, you know, barbell movements and stuff. Does that mean there's no place for all these other dumbbell no. exercises? And we you know where do those fit into working out? Because we used to talk shit about a lot of stuff like that. So people think that like we're anti those movements. Like, no, not at all. They're just, there's a priority. And like Sal was saying, like the priority first are these compound movements now let's say you're like somebody who like is trying to focus on bicep and tricep. They're trying they're it's an underdeveloped muscle. You want more to it. So it's going to require more volume, more adaptation to it. So that's where Maps Black comes in. Map but Maps Black comes in, you decide, okay, buys and tries are my two focus muscles that I'm going to focus on. Now they become your you know, in your focus days, you now have exercises addressing. This is where those exercises come right. in. Right. So in other words, you know, your let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're focusing on your big heavy movements, your most important movements. Well, now you've got Tuesday and Thursday and maybe Saturday and Sunday available. 
you can't do those heavy movements again at that intensity again because it's just going to override. You could, but it wouldn't be ideal. It wouldn't be ideal, but you can add volume. And if your focus area is bicep and tricep, well, that's a great time. Explain this though right here. So, you know, because someone would be like, okay, well, then why don't I just do compound movements every single day right. if those are the biggest bang for my buck? Right. Because you're limited. You're limited by your body's ability and capacity to uh, repair and recover. If that If that wasn't a problem, if you had no... If there was no limitation, then literally, I would literally squat, bench press, row, deadlift, pull up every day, all day long. I would do it five times a day, and I'd go hard and heavy all day long. However, I'm severely limited by, and all of us are, by our body's ability to recover and repair and rebuild. Compound movements, uh, they send the loudest signal. Part of the reason, this isn't all of the reason, but part of the reason why they do is they cause the most damage. They cause the most damage to muscle, uh, and they they cause the most damage to the greatest area of muscles, and they also cause the biggest hit to your central nervous system. If I did a set of barbell squats to failure for 20 reps, it's going to tax the shit out of my central nervous system far more than if I did a set of leg extensions and leg curls to failure for 20 webs. Far, far, far more. So, again, these are all tools that you can use uh, in, in programming your workout. When you think of programming, you want to think of all you're doing is you're taking pieces and you're putting together uh, and inserting them in or in the right order and at the right intensities to it to come out to this wonderful program which equals this which comes out to this equation of how your body uh, you want it to look and how you want it to feel and so you have to add the right pieces at the right you know times and know how to combine them right and if you think of look if you're making a beef stew uh, your heavy compound movements is the beef okay your <laughs> smaller movements are the spices like you can't make a beef stew without beef. Uh, you can make it without spices. It might not be as delicious as it's going to be, but it's going to be beef stew. <laughs> you, but you ain't going to make a beef saying. stew with no beef. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to have the main, the main, you know, the main ingredients. I hope that was a good. You uh, get you get extra points for that. Was analogy. that a good one? <laughs> that okay. was so far, you're like, beef stew. Did you just make that recently? Completely. I just came. Did right? you not make beef stew recently? Or no. Why, why beef stew? No. <laughs> I completely <laughs> just came up with that shit. So here's the thing. So. Look at elbow positioning when you're working your arms, and start and pick exercises within different positions of the elbow. So, so let's. So how about this? So since they we it is three three elbow positions. Yeah, we'll, we we'll narrow it down to let's, three. Let's let's let so then let's go one more step. And what would be uh, your three favorite? Three, there you go. Three favorite moves Perfect. for each one. Perfect. So here's the three that I, the elbow positions I'm looking at for uh, arms. Okay, I'm looking at uh, for bicep. Excuse me, elbows behind my back. Elbows next to my my body, and then elbows in front of my body. So elbows behind my back would be in what is called an incline curl. That's one of my favorite exercises for that. Uh, it's where you're laying on an incline, like a incline bench press or whatever, 45 degrees. My arms are hanging at my sides. I'm keeping that position, so my elbows always pointing down, and I'm doing curls. Now at the bottom of the rep, you may notice a s- slight stretch in the muscle. Uh, that's good. That's that's what you want from that position. You want a little bit of a stretch in the bicep. The next position would be where my elbows are next to my body. And uh, in this position, uh, you have some of your best uh, overall bicep exercises. Wait, let's go back to your first one. Yes. And I, let's let's give a little bit more information on what I just thought about listening to you. Because here's, here's what someone will take this exercise and how they'll 
spin it in a magazine as like the the in the the best bicep exercise ever or why it's so great or superior to another is uh look at uh physics look at the where the the, the dumbbell is through most of this movement one you put it in a full stretch position so we know there's benefits yes that's to that, the biggest part of it right it's a fully stretched out position when you when you're at the bottom of that and then when you're at a fully contracted position there's actually still a lot of tension on the bicep where some other bicep curls when you're at the top of the curl, there's actually a little bit of relief on the bicep, yes. and now the shoulder actually takes yes. over a lot of it. So someone will look at that move, and and then somebody will try and wrap a program or wrap something around it as you know this you know, and because maybe not everyone's done that, you know, people uh, not ever. I don't see that exercise a lot. You know, not a lot of people actually sit on it. It's one I would agree with you. It's one of my top three um, for sure. Uh, and you don't see a lot of people do it, and that's the real benefit behind that movement. Mm-hmm. But it's an excellent movement. Yeah, so that would be the one behind with the elbows behind my body. Um, the one with my elbows next to my body would be your regular barbell curl. I like easy bar, uh, using an easy bar because it's a little easier on my wrist. So standing barbell curl. Again, like Adam's saying, you're going to notice that the resistance is easier at the top than it is at the middle of the rep um, because uh, that's you're fighting gravity, gravity directly when you're at the middle of the rep. Um, and then the one where my elbow's in front of my body, um, there's a couple, uh, and they're both very different. A preacher curl, my elbow's in front of my body. However, a lot of the resistance is near the bottom of the rep. Or a concentration curl, Arnold style, the one where you're bent over, where your arm is out in front of you. That one, also my elbow's in front of my body. However, the top of the, the rep is where the weight is the heaviest, the squeeze at the top. So it would be between those two. Uh, that I would pick. So there's your three positions, or or uh, you know three or four exercises: incline curl, uh, barbell curl, and then either a preacher curl or a concentration curl for the for the elbow in front of the uh, body. I'd have to say I'm right with you. Man. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would. Um, great, great minds. Yeah, no. Uh, maybe a weird one that's totally out there uh, that I always really liked, uh, and it, it d- wouldn't seem like this would be a great one. Is I like to lie down if I can get a cable. That I can lie down and I can pull a cable down towards uh, my my forehead, so that position automatically when I'm at the top and I'm curling down. Oh yeah. So I'm 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 lying down on my back and I'm curling the bar. And down. Are you curling the the bar towards your forehead or behind your head? Yes. Well, it depends on the angle, right? I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm positioning the elbows into whatever you know. I want I want my elbows out in front of me. So however the angle of the bench I'm lying on, mm-hmm. if it's flat surface or where the cable's coming from, but. I'm basically laying flat, bringing it down to my forehead or behind my head in that position. And so I'm getting a full, I, I, I get you the entire time you have complete tension the entire time you get fully stretched all the way out and it, the weight pulls it out and stretches it out for you. And then when you curl, I could take it through full range of motion. I get good contraction. And so that would be an elbows in front of you. Yes, yeah, so that would be an elbows in front of me. And, you know, I know we're all super barbell and dumbbell guys, but that is a move that I, I've been able to really be able to focus and, and try my best to isolate the. the well, bicep. here's the thing: uh, uh, cables come in, in handy when you're looking at this kind of stuff because, like with triceps, it's sometimes it's difficult to get uh, you know you're in the right position with a free weight, and that's where cables may come in uh, came in come in handy. Here's another thing, though. Here's a here's a very geez, I totally forgot about this exercise until you said what you were saying. Here's a forgotten exercise that I even haven't had, haven't done for a long time. You take a lat pull down bar. With a supinated grip, and instead of doing a pull down, you do a curl behind your head. That is a an extremely shortened uh, position of the biceps because your elbows are pointing straight up. Uh, your biceps are already shortened, and you're curling it behind your head. And that uh, that may be even a fourth position of the elbows 
for curl. Very difficult, by the way. If you've never done that before, it's not a mass builder. You have to use very lightweight, but it gives you a completely different feel. So I literally just did this uh, last workout that with, exercise? with Katrina. Oh, wow. Um, I did independent arms, though. So I did independent arms, and uh, I, I got off. I pulled my headphones off, and I was laughing. And she says, what's so funny? And I'm like, look at it. I said, I have, I have like 15 more pounds than you. And I'm like shaking. And it was because I've been doing so much barbell dumbbell work. I hadn't done any real cable and I had not put my elbow in the, and there's nothing else that really mimics that. No, you'd have to hang upside down. There's nothing. And I haven't been doing pull-ups for a long time because of my, my pronator terrace. Right. So I hadn't done pull-ups forever. So I've done nothing in that position to really, so you could just see my central nerve. And I was explaining, this is where I was, you know, this is where I get nerdy with my girl when she works out with me every time she makes fun of me. Right. So I'm like, you want to know what's going on? Like, like, I'm shaking because like my central nervous system's like going crazy right now because I have not trained it in this. It's not really heavy weight, but my body is responding like it's super heavy and it was shaking. So that's pretty rad. Yeah. It's pretty funny. You just brought that up so i thought i'd share that it's- so now when we look at triceps uh since i went with biceps why don't you go with triceps uh, adam uh so a, a tricep move uh for me that i love for sure body weight dips and then eventually working your way to where you can do uh weighted is uh a, a big for sure move so now does that so i was thinking about that dips are fundamental it's compound it's a compound movement yeah it, would you consider that a uh behind the elbows behind the back or elbows next to your back because it's kind of all of those right yeah that's why it's such a great move yeah you know it's such a great move um and you could mess with the way you position your chest and shoulders to kind of uh to play with it a little bit you know so um i don't know if i would i would probably count it as elbows back i think i think that's the Mm -hmm. closest to that um and depending on how you do that would also dictate on if i would do what the next one on flat or incline, I love a close grip barbell press. Close grip barbell press uh, for the triceps for me, and then either a standard dumbbell skull crusher or overhead extension. So if we're messing with the elbows, and so if I'm messing with the elbows, I'm like I'm trying to make the most drastic angle difference, right? right? So I've got one really behind me, like you were saying, and then one by my side, and then one all the way up front. So I'm trying to be as drastic of a difference on the three moves that I'm going to choose. And so that would decide whether I do flat or incline, but a barbell press, a dumbbell skull crusher, and then a, and then a body weight dip. So I like, I love dips. Uh, they, they, they're fantastic for triceps, but if I were to go isolation, let's say we're going isolation or less compound, cause those are, the, those are great exercises. I can't, I can't debate those, but if I was going a little more isolation, elbows behind the back, I think a bench dip, right? Cause you're, you're, they always kind of stay there a yeah. little more isolation, uh, elbows next to my sides would be like a just a cable press down. Elbows in front of me, a skull crusher, and then a good old-fashioned standing overhead tricep extension for elbows above my head. Now, with the triceps, I will say this. Because of the attachment of the long head of the tricep uh, on the scapula... There is more... There is a little bit more of a difference yeah. than with the biceps. There's more There's more importance to elbow positioning even more yes, so with that. Like, if I, if I, go, if I go real heavy with a... Uh, a close grip press or a, uh, a dip or a tricep press down. I'm gonna get more of the outer head of my tricep. The lower, the the long head or the inner head of the tricep, the big head. That's the big meaty part of the tricep. Um, you actually stretch that when your arm is up above your head. So if you think of a tricep stretch, we always think of the one where our arm is pointed up above our head. We we'll grab our elbow, pull it across. So heavy overhead tricep extensions. Uh, will hit that long head a little bit more. And I've noticed this to myself. I get more sore in that position, probably because it's stretched. But I will say this. Some people, actually 
a relatively large amount of people so you have elbow problems. You think it's sore? I would think your soreness would be more because just like what I was just noticing with the elbow push- positioning and those bicep curls is it's a very rare position for your you body. Think to, so? Yeah, just okay. think, how, yeah, I guess. How often are you when you do an overhead extension? How often are you in a position like that where your elbows are all the way behind your head in a fully stretched tricep position, and then you're actually moving any sort of significant yeah. weight? Right. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Like anything else where your elbows are positioned by your side, barely out in front of you, even back behind you a little bit. That's getting out of bed. That's getting a coach. That's pushing something in front of you. That's carrying stuff like. That's a very, very common and functional movement to bring something from behind your head. I can't and even, just do extension. Yeah, and then extend out like that. I can, off the top of my head, yeah. I can't even think of a time where that's really practical. Well, the other thing too is um, uh, a lot of times people have elbow pain uh, when they're doing triceps, especially skull crushers or overhead tricep extensions. And so for those people, I would say uh, avoid them for a while. Wait till your elbows get better. And then when you reintroduce those exercises, do them at the end of your workout when you're fatigued and you can focus on your form because you have a lot of potential for strength in those positions. I got to the point where I got real fucking strong in those moves. I could do overhead dumbbell uh, tricep extension where I'm holding one dumbbell with both hands. I got up to 130-pound dumbbell, and I was doing reps with that. And then my elbows started talking to me, and now I rarely – go over 75, 80 pounds at the most, and I'm just really focusing on my form, and I have better arms than I did back then. And if I'm going to add heavy weight, I'm still going to focus on my presses instead, you know, my dips and my you know, my bench presses and close grip presses yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I guess the takeaways are this. Um, you know, Do not neglect the big, heavy compound movements. That's what's going to develop your arms uh, more than anything. And then when you're ready to add volume... Uh, and you want to add volume to really focus on your arms. What the where you should the, what you should consider when picking your exercises is your elbow positioning. That's where you should pick from your arsenal. Don't just pick a bunch of your favorite bicep exercises uh, from that. You want to pick elbow positioning. And oh, one thing we forgot to say: hand positioning for biceps is also important. I, I can't believe I forgot that. So whether my hand is pronated, neutral, or supinated will dictate uh, different uh, adaptations for my bicep. And I do think it's important to include some form of a hammer curl or even pronated curl for strength uh, and, and balance in the biceps and in the forearms, you know. You got to have those strong... Which ironically matters for the bicep, but does not for the tricep. No, rotating the hand really doesn't make shit. So, no. and this is an important point because I don't know how many times I've seen people do this before where they're like their tricep, their whole tricep routine of the day is consisted of them standing at a cable machine and they do the rope push downs, they do tricep push downs, and they do reverse grip push downs. Yeah, it's all push downs. <laughs> yeah. Elbow next to the body the entire time. No yeah. variation in that. The only difference is... Their hand positioning, which really has nothing to do with the triceps. That's all about biceps. Here's what they notice because people, I've, I've actually argued with people. About oh, of this. course. I feel, I can totally feel the yeah. difference. I feel the difference. Here's <laughs> what they're noticing when I take my hand and I rotate it so that it's palm face up, which is called supinated. What that's doing is it's forcing my elbows closer to my body. Right. So what they're noticing is their elbows either further away or closer Staying to their body. stricter, tighter inside of their body. It has nothing Versus, to do with Because naturally, if you have a push down and you're in a pronated grip, you automatically flare out a little bit unless it's, you have really good discipline to it's, stay tight. It's actually not a good, it's actually <laughs> not a good idea to, to do a press down with a supinated grip because that's a weaker position for your hand. And really, you, your limiting factor then becomes your hands when you're doing that exercise. You're better with your hands facing down or each other so you can use more weight. 
and put more stress uh, on the tricep. So, hundred percent. So that that little bit of advice we just gave you, um, you know, incorporate that in your arm training. And uh, important to note, though, that there's, uh, you know, and this is how we've have phased the programs. It's the reason why, you know, red, green, and black. There's there's actually an order to go in. If you if you were someone who hired me and said, "Hey, Adam, I'm I want to build my." in my buys and tries, should I do black and start focusing on arms right away? I'd actually say no. I'd say I'd still want you to go through red and build through the foundation because that's where you learn all these compound movements and you start to structure on that. And the volume is less. And then as you start to progress, because you're automatically going to see change in your arms and stuff just from following maps red, then as you start to see progression from there, because that's three months of programming, then we can transition into... You know, black where we can add more volume and then try and add more. And let's not forget, like there is a volume adding tool in Maps Anabolic or or Maps Red, which is the trigger session. And trigger sessions are, in a nutshell, very light, uh, low intensity exercises done on your off days, and you do them several times a day. And there, you can add volume to your arms by making it just arms triggered. Well, I was going to say that's what, uh, we've modified that. This is what also the form is for, you know, the form we people use someone gets they just bought maps red and they're they're on the form and they're like, "Hey, you know, I know this is ideal and everyone's told me follow the program to a T, but you know, I really feel like I'm lagging in my biceps and triceps. What would you guys recommend I do or do I not worry about that?" We say, "Absolutely. You know, you have trigger days and on your trigger days now, Instead of doing kind of full body triggers and hitting all the other muscle groups, you know, you can, you can, you don't have to focus on the ones that you are your strengths, focus on your buys and tries and use those as your triggers and do those more frequently throughout the day. So there's, and that's the idea of all the programs is to be able to modify it towards you and your specific goals. Yeah. And so you can find those programs at mindpumpmedia.com. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, uh, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, we will give the winners, because we pick out the best ones, free t-shirts, free Mind Pump t-shirts. They're pretty awesome. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And you can find poor, sick Justin at Mind Pump Justin. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.